Yeah, my name is Jesse Markin. Uh, I'm a musician participating in the UMK, and my song title is Glow, and you're listening to Building Bridges Podcast. You're good to go. Welcome to Building Bridges. I'm Sebi. And I'm Dave. And this is a Eurovision podcast for the rest of us. Yes, and we're building a bridge this time to Finland. Uh, indirectly through Spain. Our third is off on a lovely holiday to Valencia. So we're alone again. But uh, as long as Jan is having fun, that's the main thing. And uh, he'll be back with us again next week. And um, it's funny because we're releasing this on a Sunday uh, for an interview that we just had for Finland. But of course, it was Super Saturday and we just had heats in Latvia, in Lithuania. And I guess the one everyone, you know, the big one would be uh, the first heat in Malmö for Melfest. But Sebi, we just had four songs released, four songs added to the Eurovision 2024 playlist. And we have no idea... Who won in these four countries, four competitions? So do you, do you want to guess at um, who won, and then we can come back and either laugh at ourselves or applaud ourselves if we got them all right? Yeah, because we're recording this on Saturday morning, so we have no idea what's happening tonight. <laughs> um, It'll be fun. So Vidbeer is first. So who do you think uh, yes. is going to win for Ukraine? I think and I hope for uh, Jerry Hill and Aliona and Aliona with Maria and Teresa. That song is that struck me like lightning on first listen. Um, I have no, I think this could be my overall winner this year if it goes to Eurovision. And I think it's an amazing song and I really, really hope. We know Ukraine has good taste and they have many other good options as well, but I really hope for this song. I'm, uh, I'm impartial to Yaktak. I think that's how it's pronounced i, I think anyway yeah. but uh i i don't know i initially didn't like uh, mama teresa but i've come around on it and it's just i i get why ukraine is first in the betting odds and um yeah i i can't see anything else winning in ukraine so i think we're both going to settle on that to win for yeah. vidbeer mgp we've spoken to almost the entire list of finalists <laughs> and we know them inside and out so who's your, your winner for MGP? Well, my prediction is pretty clearly with Gota. First of all, I want Norwegian to finally be back in Eurovision. And I think it's such a unique, different sound. And I just really hope Gota is going to do it. I love Anne Princess. I think Anne Princess would be my favorite overall. If I was in the jury, I would give her the 12 points and Gota the 10. But I don't see her winning by no means. I'm really sorry about that. And I hope I'm wrong. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that Gota will take it in the end. Yeah, for Anne Princess, I mean, everyone was uh, had her out. You know, no one saw her coming. And a beautiful performance, I think. And flawless vocals. Yeah. That, uh, that high note at the end of the song, that's not in the studio version. I don't know where that came from. That was incredible. Uh, yeah, and as much as I'd love to see her in, in Malmö, I don't think uh, she's going to have the support of the Norwegian public. Seems like everywhere you look, it's Gota, so I'm going to have to go Gota. And I don't know if uh, it's more, almost um, you know a, a race for second place in Norway. 
Is it going to be Kano? Is it going to be Super Super Rob AI? <laughs> oh my god, I really I'm not going to talk about this song. Okay, let's let's, um, let's, let's move on to Malta then. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Perfect. Um quality increasing and a link from Norway to Malta because Tom of course has two songs in uh, MESC this year. So Maybe one of them would. Yeah, I don't know which ones they are, but um, I predict Matt Black just in hope to be wrong because <laughs> that song, let's say it like this. I don't want to be mean, but I think if that song goes to Eurovision, the busker may not be Malta's worst Eurovision result for much longer. Um, I also think Ryan Healy has pretty good chances. The problem with him is that the song is a jury song and there are no juries in the semis. Um, Sirena, Erba are good, Denise is good, but I I have this bad, bad feeling about Matt Black, and I'm, I really hope I'm wrong. Uh, well, let me say two things. First of all, you just mentioned one of Tom's songs. Uh, Sirena is one of them. The other is Ghost by Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, so may- maybe, you know, maybe he'll get lucky there. Um... I don't know if, if Matt doesn't win. If Matt Black doesn't win, I just feel like he's he's not going to stop until he goes to Eurovision. So, if you if you want uh, an end to Matt Black songs in the national final every year, I think this is the year. Let him go. Let the banana ripen in Malmo, and it'll it'll be done. Love back by this. Yeah, I th- I think I think he's going to win. I I just I don't know. That's my gut. It just seems like he has the most momentum, yeah. but. Malta's random every year. You never know what's going to happen. And he could win, and maybe the song becomes Grapefruit for Malmo. Maybe it'll change. Who knows? Uh, they've done that before. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think the biggest show uh, tonight, well, after Vidbeer, of course, so there's a nice, uh, what, couple of hour gap in between them, is going to be Benidorm Fest, All Eyes on Spain. This one, I think, a bit tougher to predict the outcome of because there's a lot of fan favorites and that weird 50% jury vote kind of throws a wrench into this and makes it a bit tougher. So if you had to pick a winner tonight, Sebi, who do you think is going to walk away with the ticket to Malma? I would pick San Pedro and I also still predict him as the winner because he had a big lead in the jury vote in the semifinal and as you said, it counts the most. The thing about him is that the performance was really not good, but that can be changed until Malmö if he was to win. Nebulosa won the first semi, and I love Sora, but I think they have bigger issues that could not be fixed until May, including the vocals and some other stuff. I love Angie Fernandez, but I think uh, she didn't even win her semi-final, so I think it's going to be very tough for her to win the whole thing. So yeah, I'm with San Pedro. It's so hard to tell because now they're going to be combined, so you don't know how people would have voted if they had had the choice. Um, yeah. And again, we've had like the juries and the public now have had a few days. Like All the songs are out, they've seen them, people are reading feedback and seeing comments about them. So it's really hard to say once they're all put into one show what's going to happen. I think if Spain wants a good result in Malmö, I think Angie should be the choice. I think the staging is something very different, very unique, and I think she'd get a lot of jury points and televote points um, in Eurovision with it. <sighs> something tells me Nebulosa is going to walk away with this. I don't know why. You think 
I would love it. It would be iconic, but also I think it, would, it wouldn't do well in Eurovision. <laughs> That's just... I'm not talking about Malmö. We're, we're, like, we're, yeah. we're just looking now at who's going to win tonight in, in Benidorm. I, I, I've got... I don't know. My gut's telling me it's going to be them. Maybe they'll end up fourth or fifth at the end. I don't know. But um, they've got momentum. <laughs> they've got so many streams and so many views on Facebook or on, uh, on YouTube. Sorry. And the juries, they came second on Monday, I think. So yes. we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's, it, and that's the unfortunate thing with Benidorm. We saw that with Mantra on Tuesday. You can win the televote and still not even qualify for the the final. Which is, <laughs> yeah. is, is shocking when people spend yeah. their money and votes. But um, that's a that's an issue for another podcast, I think, Sebi. Yeah. Yes. So we have um, we agree with Ukraine. Maria and Teresa for Ukraine. Yeah. Then we both say banana for Malta. The <laughs> song title alone is so classy already. Then we have we both say Ulveham for Norway. Yeah. But then you say Sora for Spain, and I say Amor de Extraño. It's called right. Yeah, Extraño. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll we'll come back uh, for our next well our, our our episode early next week, and we'll see who was right, who was wrong. Yes. But now let's take it away for Finland for UMK, which of course is yet to happen. The prediction can wait a little longer. And one of the acts in the lineup is Jesse Markin with the song Glow. And we had a very nice chat to him about his song, about the unique structure of his song, what he's going to do on the UMK stage in Tampere, and also some news that have made... Uh, the headlines in the Eurovision media in the past, which he's going to talk about. And yeah, overall, it was pretty interesting. He has some ties to End Princess as well, right? Yeah, well, not not directly, indirectly. They both uh, were born in Liberia. So we have two two Liberians uh, vying for Eurovision this year already. Don't know if that's ever happened yeah. before. But uh, yeah, and he left when he was six. And I believe And Princess left Liberia when she was six. And now they're both in neighboring countries uh, trying to get to Eurovision. Yeah. Maybe that's the beginnings of a love story. Who knows? <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe there'll be a collab coming for next year. For Melfa. Yeah. It's just meet in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> but before that, let's hear it from Jesse. All right. So um, many up-and-coming artists uh, in Finland especially use UMK as their, their big breakthrough moment, you know? But you've already had a fair amount of success in Finland. Like you've won many awards, you you've done well at the Finnish Grammys. So yeah. why did you decide to throw your hat in the UMK ring uh, for 2024? Uh, kind of like the timing was right, the song was right, the experiences therefore like up for grabs. You know, kind of like all all these things played played a part in that decision because like these things, uh, like. Was it like the first time people approached me to kind of like participate in this UMK situation that was like maybe like uh, three years ago? So kind of like when I agreed to kind of like jump on board, that was like year, year, year and a half ago. So these things kind of like take time. So kind of like uh, I, I know I know some some of the people working at ULE. So kind of like. Were, it was kind of like an on and off, on and off discussion between us. Like, should I, should I, kind of like take the stage at UMK and stuff like that? But I, I never felt like the timing was right until I had this song 
because basically UMK has some kind of like uh, these, like some restrictions and kind of like guidelines of, uh, regarding the songs. Like you have to have like, the song length has to be three minutes and you can't necessarily talk about anything you, you kind of like desire or kind of like trying to avoid certain topics and so on and so on, restrictions. So kind of like when I had had this song, it was already like maybe three minutes, 20 seconds. So there's not too much editing that needs to be done to get it to three minutes. So it was kind of like no brainer that maybe this would be the song because it had that kind of like uplifting vibe to it and all that stuff. Because me, with my music previously, it's always been about kind of like discussing topics, whether it's like COVID or capitalism or uh, racial tensions between nations or whatever. Like I've had kind of like a different approach with my music, but with this one, it was more like a, just a simple positive message. So it felt like, okay, this song might be better for this type of platform. Right, so Ula's been trying to get you for a few years now, sounds like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, all the songs are released gradually. Yours was released two days ago, Glow. Yeah, uh, uh, yesterday. Yesterday. Today? Today's Wednesday, yeah. So it was yeah. like Tuesday, Tuesday night, yeah. Right. Um, two but... days, one day, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> anyway, recently. Um, yeah. But do you listen to the other songs as well, or are you waiting for Tampere, or do you not want to be associated? Uh, we we already heard the heard all the all the songs like previously. Like we heard those. Right. I heard those songs like was it uh, uh, early December last year? You think the reactions, right? Yeah, we feel the reactions, right? And, and that's do you like the other songs. Yeah, like uh, we all kind of like represent different different styles of music, different genres and stuff like that. So it wasn't like kind of like um, there were good songs and I can already see like in certain situations, especially when we're talking about Eurovision or UMK and stuff like that, the audience already ex expects like certain type of music. So I feel yeah. like uh, these songs probably fit in the kind of like the already given mold of the whole uh, format format of the competition. So mm -hmm. kind of like maybe with my song, it was kind of like not really there, but close enough. When, for example, you have Windows 95 Man or Sarasipola with these power ballads and stuff like that, you've seen that stuff on your origin stages before. So I was like, kind of like, yeah, they're good songs, but I'm not really like a uh, power ballad type of, type of guy. <laughs> yeah. In a sense, it, it's a good song and I can appreciate the lyrics. I can yeah. appreciate the, the kind of like the work behind the songs, all the, all the notes they had to go through to find the right ones and stuff like that. So it's just like, yeah, I appreciate the effort and I appreciate, appreciate whatever work everybody has been putting into their stuff because I can really tell that everybody in this competition really loves what they're doing and love the song that they're putting out there. So it's kind of like, you can't hate on that. <laughs> kind of like, you know, salute that, salute that. But like, yeah, they were good songs. They were good songs. So had you had you met any of the artists in UMK before? I, I can't imagine the, the music scene in Finland is too big. So have you crossed paths with yeah. them before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, uh, like, 
we've been like on like shared stages, same festivals, backstages in the street. I've seen some of these people just right there in the metro, just <laughs> living living our lives. We most of us live in Helsinki too, so it's like kind of like it's more than likely that you'll bump bump into each other at some point. Yeah. But yeah, like, and some of those people I've known for years, like uh, Mikael Gabriel, I've known him for like 16 years. So it's just like, I've known him for a long time. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, what's what's going on? Ah, you fine? Ah, you're here too? Okay, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's a small scene. It's a small scene, especially yeah. if, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, when I listened to Glow for the first time, I immediately noticed how unique the structure is and how unexpected in a way, you know, it's it's a very positive song, but you know, uh, the bridge uh, is very different compared to the yeah. chorus and uh, what genre would you describe it? Where does it fit in? Well, kind of like uh, I try to kind of like pull some influences from like Afro house and hip hop kind of like my roots are in hip-hop so I've been kind of like rapping since I was like 13 years old and stuff like that so kind of like pulling from those things that I kind of like enjoy and put a new twist on it that kind of like with the with the idea of thinking like you have UMK and Eurovision so what is the music style or whatever that's been missing from this kind of like platform so that was kind of like my approach to the whole thing, in a sense, like, because when we had those demos, the song is pretty old. The song in itself is pretty old. But when we kind of like got to the demos where all the compositions and everything were in place, we started to play around in the studio with kind of like mixing and sounds and kind of like electronic things. So kind of like I, I landed on this idea to kind of like push towards something that hasn't been heard on this platform before. It's not like I've invented a new new genre or anything like that. It's not like that special. <laughs> but like, I wish it was, but it's not that special. But it's like something that you haven't necessarily heard on this platform before. Yeah. So so yeah, I pulled from all kinds of things. Uh, drum and bass, like with a doom, 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 all, all kinds of like craziness going on there and keep keeping the rap in the kind of like the 90s 90s uh boom bap hip-hop which is kind of like monotone and stuff like that and everything kind of like happening around you it's almost the same feeling i wanted to have like if you've seen in the movies where where some big explosions happen in the background and the dude is just walking off cool <laughs> like like unscathed and everything i wanted like my raps to be that dude that all these things are happening around it the raps are still going just like you know focused yeah yeah you, and you, you kind of touched on my, my next question because um we were chatting before the interview and i i really can't think of uh, of a eurovision song that's even similar to glow um so I'm, I'm guessing maybe your your influences growing up were different than maybe a lot of eurovision artists today so what kind of music were you listening to when you were growing up when you started to rap when you were a teenager well, I've been listening to a lot, a lot of different like because like I've been collecting, I've been collecting records like uh, since wow. I was since I was like twelve years old, going through all kinds of like thrift shops and record stores and stuff like that. So I've kind of like always been inspired by a lot of things. And if you look at my own back catalog, it's full of like progressive rock, jazz, hip hop elements, 
reggae elements, all kinds of elements, but kind of like the easiest thing for me to point out right now would be kind of like rap music and it's kind of like the underground phase. Not really, I wasn't really into that mainstream stuff, but I was into kind of like uh, Jay Dillers and most Defs and stuff like that. They were pretty underground. So in that sense, I wasn't necessarily getting getting the same treatment as probably a lot of like uh, UMK or like Eurovision artists in, in general. Because like even though in our household when I was a kid, we used to watch Eurovision and stuff like that. Yeah. But to me, it was kind of like, I liked the glitz and the glamour and the lights and the big stages and stuff like that. But I, I couldn't really like, uh, remember the songs like that until Finland started performing at those shows. <laughs> like uh, even we had like all kinds of rep representation throughout the whole kind of like um, lifespan of Eurovision. But especially when Lordi came through and won the whole thing. Yeah. When I had my eyes open, like, okay. Okay, there's a different type of stage. You can really go and do whatever you feel like and the people will react if that's what they want to react to. So kind of like you, for a certain certain time period, you had kind of like a box that I felt like as an outsider looking in, kind of like you have to fit this box. But then at some point I started seeing some changes in the whole kind of like Eurovision and UMK, UMK definitely kind of like changing their attitudes towards like different styles of music so that i felt like that was my opportunity to kind of like bring a totally different style of music to this platform just to make it <laughs> fresh in a sense yeah. <laughs> not saying it hasn't been kind of like changing actively like caria and all these like blind channels and all these loreens and stuff like that they have been kind of like changing the landscape slowly but surely but kind of like, I feel like this is that one thing that I know how to do or how to kind of like uh, turn into a song that I haven't heard before on this platform. So that was my opportunity to kind of like take the risk and go there. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a bit different for Eurovision, but uh, on this side of the ocean, uh, I, th I think Glow would do very well on the radio here in Canada and the US. It's, that type of music yeah. seems very, it's, well, it is very popular here now. Yeah. And you mentioned Karia. Do you think there's a little bit more pressure on whoever wins UMK this year to do super, super well at Eurovision because of what he achieved last year? Yeah, probably it's like some people feel like a whole lot of pressure because like probably they're in it, in it to kind of like just have results. Me, I'm kind of like, I love making music. And if I compare my song to Kadia's song, I would feel more pressure if we had similar type of songs. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, we wrote the same book. Now we put it out in the market and this one is selling better. So it's kind of like, okay, now I'm kind of like nervous. Like why my thing is not working. But if we have two different type of books or movies or whatever the situation might be, then I'm not feeling that type of pressure in a sense because I feel like it was already a risk to kind of like put this type of music <laughs> music to this stage in general so kind of like me personally I don't feel that much pressure from it I know I know I know the track is good and I enjoy it and I know a lot of people will enjoy it and I'll just see what happens and hopefully I don't know 
it resonates with more and more people so we can get get to the next level or somewhere else or whatever but like I haven't been really thinking about Gaddy at all when it comes to my um, kind of like approach to this UMK situation yeah. fair enough now, um, <laughs> we've already mentioned Eurovision and everything, and uh, if you're not comfortable talking about that, then just let us know. But uh, yeah. your name has been in the Eurovision media quite a lot recently after you've made a statement regarding your potential participation in Eurovision. Yeah. Um, do you feel comfortable talking about that? Yeah, we can talk about it. We can talk about it, yeah. Oh, you have a question that about <laughs> something that I haven't already said <laughs> Just, uh, is your vision uh, out of the picture for you or not? No, no, and that's not really what I said in any of those statements. I was just kind of like saying that two things can be true at the same time. I don't know how these things translate from the Finnish media to other media outlets, but anyway, I said that two things can be true at the same time, and I gave an example kind of like, kind of like uh, if you have a family, and the son breaks the law. Mm. And then you have the ju justice system and the justice system punishes the son, the daughter and the father. I can still condemn the son for doing those criminal acts, but I can still judge the system for messing up the daughter and the father at the same time. So I feel mm. like the situation is kind of like I was condemning Hamas, but I was at the same time condemning the, strat the strategies and kind of like the actions with this kind of like excessive use of force and stuff like that. I was kind of like talking on that thing. And I just said, because people were asking me like, how you feel about the situation? Then I replied to that specific question. That no, I'm not gonna part partake if Israel is gonna take take part, part in this competition. Because I feel like at the same time, they have a crisis going on in their own country situation or whatever borders whatever you want to call it but like kind of like why you want to go to a party instead of focus on focus on that situation if that situation was handled i have no like kind of like i don't really i'm not really looking at it like uh israel is evil or anything like that it's just nothing like that I'm, i'm not criticizing even the people of israel i'm just criticizing the military strat strategies around this thing that kind of like, kind of like going after Hamas or killing a whole lot of Palestinians in the process is not good mathematics at that point, from my point of view. But I'm open to kind of like, to be proven wrong <laughs> in this matter. Like, no, it's, just, it's like, nice to hear it in English here because your video obviously was posted to socials in Finnish and you seem very passionate about it. So it's just nice to hear it uh, in English too. Yeah, because some people were even leaving the part that I was, I was like, like I wasn't judging Hamas. And that's not what I said at all. I was judging them, but I was saying that at the same time, I feel like I should be able to criticize whoever is kind of like uh, holding the sword in this situation. And if you get Hamas, that's what all of us want to get rid of Hamas. But I don't think that it should be at the expense of the Palestinian people at the same time. Like, like if if you had a hospital and the, the uh, terrorists are hiding in the bunkers, 
and you have a whole bunch of people, Palestinians, in the hospital. Why you want to bomb the whole hospital down just to get like a couple, couple guys? If if there were like, uh, I don't know, from Israel or America or whatever, those uh, patients in the hospital, they would never bomb that thing. So it kind of like puts puts that perspective that okay, there were Palestinians and they Hamas in the in the bunker. So let's just so it's kind of like it just sounds weird to me. But anyway, mm. yeah. Yeah. And has Ula spoken with you about your statement? Uh, Ula, Ula, Ula was just saying like we encourage people to kind of like be open with their opinions and stuff like that. So they just wished I kind of like gave them a heads up before my. For my post and stuff like that, but like, yeah, they were they were just like, yeah, you do you. If you feel like you have to say something, you say something. And and I wasn't I wouldn't necessarily even have said anything, but like, people were just kind of like bombarding with these with these questions, like, yeah, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? Because throughout the whole process of being in this UMK thing when we started like a year ago or whatever. This wasn't really an issue at that point. So yeah. nobody was thinking like, okay, next year, January, we're going to be talking about this. So kind of like I'm, I was kind of like already familiar with the topic and I already knew knew what's like happening and stuff like that. I read a lot about the situation from both sides or let's say the sides that were available to me. So kind of like this situation for some reason or somehow it took us all like by surprise. Yeah. So you just kind of kind of like reacted and my intuition said like okay what are my what are my principles and what am I willing to stand on is 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 getting my music out there to kind of like just to show people like okay this is a cute song more important than than the opportunity to kind of like put some perspective on some some things that necessarily people aren't talking about on this platform that I feel like, okay, I'm willing to say it. I'm not saying that everybody else has to, but I'm, I'm willing to say it. Yeah. And it was in the hopes, hopes to kind of like, which probably is a bit naive, but kind of like in, in the hopes to kind of like uh, have have some parties kind of like rethink the their whole position on this issue but yeah i'm a naive dude like that <laughs> no not at all <laughs> and uh, you're certainly not alone it's something that's coming up i think with all the artists not just in finland but uh in, in almost every country but mm. uh we'll, we'll end on, on something a bit more positive i think uh so yeah. you've, you've got liberian roots obviously and yeah. uh, did you know that you're not the only liberian uh trying to get to eurovision this year this year, yeah. Uh, who's to get in? Someone very close to you, actually, in Norway. We've got we spoke to uh, Anne Princess, who uh, who grew up in Liberia as well. She's trying in Norway. She'll uh, she'll sing oh, next week. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I need to check that out. I never I never heard of her before, but like yeah, I need to check that out. Yeah, <laughs> we had a podcast just recently as well. So that's ah, okay. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, Norwegian me. But but she like performs in like uh, English or like what's her English. English. Yeah. yeah, really powerful voice. One of those like big ballad type voices. Ooh, yeah. okay. okay, okay. Maybe we'll collab at some point. That's a good. 
this would be unreal. Different. That'd be great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if this happens, this is the starting point for it. We want to get this documented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can document the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, uh, we already talked about Eurovision and about everything. Uh, you said that Lordy made a big impression on you. Do you remember any other songs in the past that you really enjoyed, really liked? Well, I don't know about the song, but but as a as a kind of like a phenomenon, was the the Ukrainian Ukrainian uh, artist that won. Was it like two years ago or three years ago? Two years ago. One, two years yeah. ago. Yeah, they were cool. But then basically, I've just, I've just been kind of like tapping in, tapping out, just, just to see what's going on. If the TV was on, I would, I would check that thing. Yeah. Like the competition and what type of lights they have this time, and what type of stages is, is kind of like being used this time. But like, uh, I haven't been really like. Let's say it like this: when I when I uh, took part in this UMK thing, I never really understood how passionate some people are when it comes to Eurovision and UMK. I had no idea, and I cannot compare myself to those people. How much they kind of like put their heart in their like. I'm just a kind of I feel like I'm a tourist in this situation, kind of like. <laughs> I just I just came here and seeing all these people kind of like pouring out their emotions. Some people are crying there. Some people are just bouncing there. All these reaction videos. I had like maybe like a hundred reaction videos on my of my own song and stuff like. Yeah. That. No idea what's going on behind the scenes because me and my relationship has been only kind of like uh, restricted to TV. If it's on TV, I'll watch it. I never really yeah. knew. Uh, what's going on or see the backgrounds or, mm. or stuff like that. And even the producer who who uh, worked on this song with me, Dr. Autiainen, he wasn't, uh, he, he took part in um, UMK, was it like 2016 or 15? Mm. And I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know, know that when we started working on this song. I was like, okay, you've been already that I Googled that thing. Uh, he, he didn't make it. He didn't make the cut, but like he was still there. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. So, so even though I enjoy Eurovision and stuff like that, I can I cannot really put myself as high as these fans that I've been seeing lately. Like, people are really into this, like with their whole soul and body. Like everybody's yeah. really, like into this. So yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> It is a good way. In a good way, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but but still, it's very like it's a very new world world to me because uh, the world I come from, people are very like you know, eh, I just do rap, yeah, just cool yeah. and stuff like that. Not really like keeping it, I don't know, casual in a sense, hoodies and stuff like that. Now you step on this side, everything is like big and flashy and yeah you know loud and people are kind of like big emotions and those like love ballads and like every everything is like down to a hundred so yeah it's very interesting to see yeah it is well jesse thank you so much for joining us first of all for agreeing to do the interview um 
we hope to see you very soon. I will see you because I will be in Tampere as well. So I'll cross some fingers for you. You're going to write about the live show. Ooh. <laughs> I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I have full faith in you. It's going to be very good. <laughs> and yeah, do you maybe just have like some final words or a message for your international fans to conclude this episode? Yeah. Um, take care of yourself. That might that might sound like a cliche or something you just you just say, but really, if you think about it, if you look look in your own eyes, like stare in the mirror and really like make that decision to take care of yourself. It's already hard out here. So take care of yourself. It's easy to kind of like, sometimes you just put other people in front of you. Like, okay, I got to take care of my mom. I got to take care of my sister. I got to take care of my wife. I got to take care of my dog. I got to take, people even have insurances for the whole family except themselves. <laughs> so kind of like, remember to take care of yourself. So that that's, that's what I'm going to say and keep your head high. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Well said. Thanks so much. Kitos. Thank you. Kitos. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much once again to Jesse. I am really excited to see this on stage, to be honest, because I'll be in Tampere, of course, and I wouldn't know how to stage this song, to be honest. No, it's hard, it's hard to make rap um, accessible to the masses, I think. Like, either you like rap and you're into that, but I don't know if... The Eurovision audience as a whole is is into that, especially in Finland, where I feel it's a more rocky, metally crowd. You know. Yeah, but then it's not just rap. You know, it's also you know these glowing uh, material. And as we talked about, it has such a unique structure. And yeah, I'm just excited how this will turn out. And um, honestly, I wonder how uh, his whole media presence and all his news will translate into televotes. It could go either way, I think. Or maybe it has no influence at all. I mean, right now, I think the last I looked, he's last with the bookies, which, I mean, doesn't mean anything. But uh, it's certainly, every, everyone knows uh, what he said about, you know, Israel and if he wins. So, I mean, if I was a Finn and I, and I were voting, I don't know if I would vote for him just knowing that that you you risk not having an artist or, or risk voting and essentially voting your country out of Eurovision or who knows maybe you're a very um anti-Israeli participation so you do vote for him knowing that that would bring your country out so yeah I mm-hmm. think the voting on on Saturday will be very interesting yeah but until then we have a lot more episodes coming up so subscribe to our podcast follow us on social media we're building bridges pods everywhere and our website is buildingbridgespod.com where you can see our reviews to all the new acts. And you can also tell if we were right or wrong with our initial gut. So Fabulous. stay tuned. <laughs> and thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye.